guys, welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And I expect a fun-filled episode because Jake, the already vibrating and bouncing off the walls co-host, has Whoa. a Red Bull in front of him. And two computers. <laughs> <laughs> double the computing power, Chris. Yeah, he's, he's double fisting it over there. He's, he's all set to go. So, uh, fun news episode today. I've done absolutely nothing with cars. I've, <laughs> I've looked at them. You, I have, I, have, I have looked at them. I've been busy on another You apparently project. were implementing child slave labor to ch child, child slave labor. Child I slave labor. My, uh, my five, five and a half year old. She say five and a half. Don't say five. Nope. Five and a half year old daughter did fix the snowblower. She did take the carburetor apart and scrub it all out with a toothbrush, and now she is amazed that the carburetor or the uh, snowblower starts. That's awesome. So she puts her arms out in the air like huzzah. And she <laughs> she was able to fix the snowblower. Obviously, I I she doesn't know what a carburetor is, so I took helped her take it apart. It would have been very like impressive if you were just like go fix the snowblower and she just fixed it five years old. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was the highlight of my week. That's about That's the really only cool. car related thing I did. I've been working on other projects, and I'm excited to tell everybody about someday, but not. Yet. Gotcha. But you've been doing some stuff. Actually, what? what I'm most interested in hearing about from you yeah. is your dad's tiny truck. Oh, yeah. I didn't even talk about that. Yes. The so tiny he truck. was inspired by our Hot Wheels episode where we talked to the designer from Hot Wheels and also a really well-renowned and successful Hot Wheels customizer. Right. right. And so my dad has this C10 that we're working on together. Yep. And so he got a little. I can't wait for the motor to blow up in that thing. <laughs> it won't ever. The thing's a tractor <laughs> motor. So he got a little Hot Wheels of a C10. It's the same 62 to 66 like model year. Yeah. And he disassembled it. He first painted brown on it and then he painted the actual body color that we had some of that paint and he like patina sanded it down to get the patina through and lowered it and matched it perfectly. It looks identical. I'm it is super impressed. Really, you should really post cool. a you gotta post a picture up. I that. Will we'll, do we'll that. make sure we get one of those up on social because it kicks ass. And it makes me want to do something like this. Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't know that I have the patience. I don't either. I, Absolutely I, I, not. I know you don't. <laughs> yeah. You just, you probably sit there, look at it, and probably start thinking I, about I'm cats or dogs bored. or some other yep. random random thing but you've been working on the 996 yeah right? so this is a list of projects that basically just snowballed out of control i wanted to change out the stereo because it's if horrible you, remember, you called me yesterday you're like hey i'm on the stereo and it was the worst sound you're like well, no, i just i know it didn't sound good but it i wanted to awful. make sure that it was functioning well so we it knew was, it functioned it was, because no, we called nikki that when was we the were, new one i had hooked it up i just wanted to make sure it was hooked up correctly oh okay well it sounds bad okay good so i'll work on that <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> No, but it had that hideous giant doubled in screen yeah, I, I that know. was blinding yep. from like mid 2000s. Yep, so it, it was wasn't old. great either. Like so, first generation Bluetooth paired poorly. Exactly. Didn't work. So I went from that doubled in monstrosity to a single din OEM looking unit. So it is the Continental slash video. Is that the one so, that I haven't had in the Mercedes? It's the same type. They have okay. a couple different models. So oh, this okay. is like the top of the line model. Right. Where the orange of that matches the exactly. everything else perfectly. Yes. And so what I also did then is because now it's a single din, I took the climate control unit, which was down on the lower center stack. The, the Manuel unit? Manuel. <laughs> I don't know why it says Manuel. Because Manuel in German is manual. Right. So, but, but for they us, translate everything else, but not but the not climate that. control system. <laughs> All I think of when I see Manuel on there is some dude on Facebook that spelled manual transmission. Like, it's got a manual, manual transmission. I'm like, wow, there's going to be a Mexican driving exactly. around with me, shifting my car for me at all times. That's at, not a manual transmission is actually an automatic transmission because it's just a dude doing the work for oh, you. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Just, yeah. He's riding Dying along. Hey, Manuel, put it in third. Like second. <laughs> Come on, Manuel, downshift a second. Let's Anyways, get out of here. So 
the Manuel climate control system. I'm going to move then up top into that center council, the upper center council. Okay. And then I'm basically going to do the GT3 center council delete, which gets rid of the lower center stack. Okay. So will you're just will it be open underneath then? Or it, yeah, it's like it was a factory option to okay. do this, but it's so it looks much better. It's how a 911 should look. The dash should kind of just be a single floating unit. Right. And so to do that, you have to remove the center council. Oh, but the reason also the heated seat switches are on that lower center council unit. Right. So I had I have to, to say the heated switches on the seats in there are very disappointing. They're not great. But They're they not work. great. So I moved those. They're to, more like butt warmers. I wanna I wanna have to turn it off. <laughs> I need to be able to turn it off. The I'm Macan, like, whoa, this is way too yeah, hot. The Macan is like, ouch. Like you can smell your pants burning. <laughs> Hot pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just so I moved need. the switch gear for the heated seats to the rear of the center console. Oh, so you're like, like reaching by the back e-brake. To, yep. This is but, a lot of screwing around. I know it is. This is because this is, ladies and gentlemen, four, this is Jake. He cannot stop. He no, must. So because there's actually four window switches there. And on every 911, the rears are just blanks, except in the cabriolet, the convertible, because the rear windows also go down. Uh-huh. So and it's it the same me. size switch. Yeah, it bugs me that there's just two blanks there. So I was like, perfect, I'm going to move the heated seats back there. I've never seen anyone do this. The reason is the wiring harness is too short. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I cut apart and rewired an extra well, that's two not that feet hard. into it's 10 different 24-gauge wires. Come on, for a... For- for the switch to this. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it took forever. So I did that. <laughs> for each switch, it's, it's that many well, it's wires. Five for each. Five. Still. I know it's a lot. Yes. So did that. And Put what the center console Like 24. It's oh, absolutely so like the teen, thinnest teen, wire teen. ever. Yeah. So did you solder it and use heat shrink or yep. what? You had to, I suppose. Yeah, There's no the button connectors way. for that. Yeah, no, that would not work. Yeah. Um, And then I put the center console together. Oh, and I did the short shifter while I was in there. So that was good. And what else did I do? Then, oh, also while I was in there, I saw all this aftermarket stereo wiring. So this, the one stereo I took out certainly was not the first aftermarket stereo. No, by the time you get to anything made from like 2003 and older, it's had like four stereos in it. Right, and so there's all these like cut wires just laying in there back behind there. So I'm pulling that stuff out. And then you may recall that we also found an integrated radar detector system. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we could never get it to work. We had no idea what was going on. So yeah, I did a lot of research into this. It's called the K40. And this was an earlier version of the K40. What is a K40? That's made the by brand. Who? That's oh, the brand. That's the K40. brand. Okay. Yes. Um, so is it a K4040, or is it a different? Or is there only one thing that they make, and it's the K40? They make several K40s. Okay, so it's K40. This is the K41. <laughs> okay. Okay. K4041. Got sure. It. Exactly. Um, so I did. They a lot need of a research. better name for their company. K40 I, is I not. Agree. I it's agree. not identifiable Sorry. at all. I think that's not even the name of the company, but that's the name of the product line. Okay. So it's like something international, K40, and this is unit yeah, one. Yeah, run from whatever. the cops international, exactly, K40 version. Exactly, because it also, I think, has a laser jammer, which yeah. is highly illegal. Yes, it is. And you could get big trouble if that happens. Yes. So I did some research on it. I was like, is this even worth keeping in the car? And people are like, it's outdated at this point. It, like, if you just have a, a new Escort or a Valentine one, it works much better. Okay. And it's not worth much. I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll take it out and sell it. It's not worth much. Not okay. worth it. So I was like, all right, I'm pulling this out, too. So now I'm dealing with all this aftermarket wiring, pull all that out. It also had this weird- Well, I so- have to say, thanks for sharing that with all of our listeners as you went along with that project on over on the Overcrest Instagram. That You're was welcome, nice. Because I got halfway and I got intimidated. I was like, ah! <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I went to bed. And oh then no. I quit. Yep. And so then it was like three days later, I came back to it. and had the, Are the wires just still hanging under the dash or are you all done? Nope. Everything's done now. It's all put back together, except for I'm waiting for the new radio 
cage surround because they cut it. They didn't put a new doubled in radio cage in there. Okay. They just hacked apart the uh, factory plastic. Of course they did. So I am waiting for that part, which arrived, I think, tonight. Okay. Well, good. So I'm glad you, you're, not, you'll, oh, you'll be able also, to have a good radio in your ruined winter car. Yes, exactly. Also, this thing had uh, aftermarket amps for the stereo. Yeah. I say amps because there was a single amp running four channels for the speakers yep. and a separate amp running the two subs. Did you hook all that stuff up? So first of all, I wanted to move it because they had it like on display in yeah, the front in trunk. The trunk. So it's just every time you put like, your golf bags on your way to brunch, you're exactly. going to run into the it amps. It didn't work at all. So, oh. Then I just, so I was like, I know, I'll put it underneath the false floor. It's great that you don't even realize that I'm insulting you. You just keep going. Well, I just, I'm used to it. And it doesn't <laughs> get to me, so whatever. Golf bags won't fit up in the front anyways. I've tried. Ah, I see. Not even close. Okay. That's just your grocery No, spot. that's the new Corvette, though, that they do fit. The golf bags do fit. In remember? the rear, not the front. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Well, at least you can go golfing in your Corvette. I've looked into this, yes. <laughs> no, so I actually need a roof rack if I want to take that car golf. Or you can just go by yourself and put it in the passenger seat. Yes, you could do that. I've never been golfing before. I don't know any of the logistics of golfing. <laughs> yeah. uh, where was I going with this? Oh, so I was like, I'm going to put it under the false floor where the spare tire usually is, right? So you'll have no spare tire. Doesn't can, matter anyways. Yes, with it does. With the big brake kit, the spare doesn't fit, Chris. What? It's a 17-inch oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. space saver where you have to inflate it. Right. It won't fit over even the rear brakes. I remember the uh, that thing being totally screwed and the pump not, I having no pump or any way to pump that up when I had the 996 oh, and a right. flat tire out. So anyways, I was like, well, this isn't worth having in the car anyways. It doesn't work. So I took that out and I made a bracket for it and put it in there. And now you're almost you're almost as bad as the guys that have center locks on their wheels that can't change their tire on the yeah, side of the exactly. road. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're just you're just one step away from that guy. Well, I have an extra set of 19 inch wheels that fit it in the garage. So worst case, I just go rescue Nikki or call AAA. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess. I like being able to fix things. I agree, but this wouldn't have helped anyways. The only way it'll work is if I get some 19-inch spare. So why don't you just put factory brakes back on the car? That seems like a lot of work and is a downgrade. For what? You're never, ever, ever going to need huge Brembo brakes, floating well, I, rotors. I track this daily, Chris, obviously. Yeah, you're never going to need it. Why don't you just put factory brakes back on the car, and then you can have a spare tire, and it's a reliable car again. That'd be ideal. God, I am an old man. Holy you really Christ. Are. Wow. Oh my gosh. This is bad news. I also noticed that the sub uh, amplifier, the subwoofer amplifier was never hooked up. Or at oh. least when we- Where is the sub located? So the one you saw was in the front trunk on display. Yes. And then there's another one, which is in a compartment in the front trunk off to the side that I forget what that- Oh, that's for the CD changer. Yeah. If you had a factory. I'm so used change. to having shitty stereos in cars that I just do not care. Anymore. I don't care either. I don't want a good stereo. <laughs> when I, but when I graduated from high school, I had a, I had an 83 rabbit diesel and I got maybe, you know, you get graduate, you have a party, everybody comes over, they sure. give you money. Yeah. They're like, Hey, you, you're going to so go. you have this cash burning hole in your pocket. <laughs> I spent it all on car stereo stuff. <laughs> $3,000 stereo in a Volkswagen Rapid. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was all Alpine and yep. Infinity Kappa, perfect oh. subwoofers. The thing would like flex when the yeah. subwoofer, the whole car would get physically bigger <laughs> <laughs> when the when the bass would hit from Intergalactic by Beastie oh, Boys. Oh yeah, I gotta yeah. play that one. Yeah, I will yeah. say that after I hooked it all up and it was actually had power going to the subs, I was like, oh, I didn't really notice that we were missing bass. 
in the music before, but yeah. then I plug this in, and it's like, wow. Yeah, probably way too much bass. Way too much. You yeah. would hate it. I would hate it. I also noticed that the battery was missing the battery hold down, so it was just sliding around in the tray the whole time. Well, that's interesting so for I a guy that took the car to the track all the time, because yeah. that doesn't pass tech even close. No, I yeah. doubt tech ever went. So he's got huge brakes, but his battery's flopping all over the place. <laughs> that makes that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> all right, before we get into the news, what have you got for us? Yeah, let's take a moment to talk about Akin Driving Gear. They're our sponsor. They're founded by true enthusiasts who created everyday gear that celebrates the very act of driving itself. Most driving shoes, Chris, are basically crap for actually walking around in. Like okay. if you've had actual racing I've never driving, had driving shoes, shoes before. they're great for track days, but they're not built to hold up to daily use. Akin wanted to change all that since every driver deserves a good shoe every day. And so their driving shoes are more versatile than just like a dedicated racing shoe, but also far better than just your average running shoe or Birkenstock in my <laughs> taste. Which is a terrible driving shoe. <laughs> it's much not too, bad. No, it's, it's much it. too wide. No, I, but they fit my feet quite well. Not for your feet, for the pedals. They're too big for the pedals. They fit my feet, which fit in the pedals just fine. No, they're bad. Regardless, Akin is better. Their Shift driving shoe is the one that I have right here. It's a modern sneaker for those who love to drive. They feature a rounded heel for more comfortable foot movement on the pedals, and the unique heel-toe guard prevents scuffing during technical pedal work. So be sure to check out the Shift driving shoe, along with all their other apparel, at akingear.com. A-K- ingear.com and be sure to use the code overcrest for free priority shipping in the u.s awesome all right so we get into a little bit of news let's do it it starts out bad though (laughs) (laughs) that's because you here's what i've decided you love negative news i i like to complain a little bit yo just a little i just i well i like being right and every time something like this comes up i think i did two years ago when i was everybody's like nah this isn't gonna happen for like 30 years it's no big deal just keep doing your thing 40 years down the road we'll be dead by the time any of this stuff happens well and every time anything that bad that happens i'm sure you were complaining about prior so yes, what what bad so news? So I'm the Nostradamus of bad car news. Is yes. that what you're telling me? All right, perfect. So UK has officially moved up its timeline for banning combustion engine vehicles. Okay. Uh, the United Kingdom will end the domestic sale of gas and diesel power automo- automobiles by 2030, 10 years before the country previously planned to do so. So they moved their timeline up 10 years. You know, what I have to say about this though is they probably wouldn't, have any new gasoline cars in 10 years anyways. What? What do you mean? I'm just saying that, okay, a few years ago, you thought 20 years, okay, that seems like a reasonable amount of time. Well, it'll be a couple of years and every major manufacturer is going to have mostly electric and why cars is that? anyways. And why is that? Because of government. Because the government's doing this. They're, 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 and now they're so invested. It's, this, it's out of control momentum right now. <laughs> It's, it's just nothing can stop it. In a plan released by Prime Minister Boris Johnson, office style is a He's ten, the one with the funny hair. He does have uh, a mop on his head. As a 10-point plan, he also got COVID twice, I think, which is interesting. 10-point um, plan for a green industrial revolution, which is- Not to be confused with the Green New Deal. Also a revolution. Of, all this stuff has to be a revolution or a new deal or or whatever, which is, which is fantastic. The government has pledged to- inter- Well, it sounds better than Chris's worst nightmare. Well, that's what it should be called, if we're honest. Uh, the 10-point plan for a green industrial revolution, building... <laughs> what? The 10-point plan for green industrial revolution, 
building back better, uh-huh. supporting green jobs and accelerating our path to net zero. That's that's the plan. That's the title of the plan on, on the PDF. Building and it back seems better. like they've co-opted the building back better thing, which I don't know, maybe it's some, maybe Biden co-opted it from English terminology and that's why I don't understand it because it doesn't make grammatical sense to me. So I don't know You're where it's You're building started. the country back better. Building back better. Well, what was wrong with the country in the first place? COVID, Chris. Ah, yes. Well, I see how zero emissions would definitely help with help with that. <laughs> um, so they said zero emission vehicles can be our most visible incarnation of our ability to simultaneously create jobs, strengthen British, British industry, cut emissions, and continue traveling. However, as we've said before, zero emission vehicles, EVs, don't create jobs. Not necessarily. Well, that, you, can't, you can't do anything like this without having it be a... Uh, a benefit other than what you're doing. Right. You can't, if you just say, hey, we're going to have zero emission vehicles, everybody goes, I'm fine with what I have. But if you say, we're going to create a bunch of new jobs, well, yes, of course, this is great. It's a revolution of jobs, not just cars. How would you and, sell? And here's the key statement here. This is the number one statement. It is the most visible incarnation. So this is the lowest hanging fruit. They've admitted it right here. It's the most visible incarnation. <laughs> um, they say, we are However, we will allow the sales up. Oh, sorry, I went ahead a little bit there. From 2030, we will end the sale of new petrol and diesel cars and vans 10 years earlier than planned. So they're pulling the rug out from us even sooner. However, we will allow the sale of hybrid cars. We will allow it. We will allow it. We will let you do it. However, we will allow the sale of hybrid cars and vans that drive a significant distance with no carbon coming out of the tailpipe. Until what is a significant distance? I feel like this could be a big loophole. Uh, sure. I mean, we these guys have no clue what they're doing. The people that wrote this are just like, yeah, significant. As long as, hey, they got to be able to drive. Let's just we use the word significant. That sounds significant. <laughs> the accompanying support package of 2.8 billion pounds demonstrates our continued faith in British car manufacturing as the... Just, I mean, what if I have a Hellcat and you, I push it You will down? not. No, no. I, I have a Hellcat, but I live on a hill. So I get in, I put in neutral without starting the engine. It this can travel a significant distance it's, without using. It's basically a pretty big hill. I'm sure by 20, by 20, 30 or whatever they move this up to, they'll know exactly how far you need to be able to drive on battery with hybrid. Or gravity. And then I can just burn <laughs> tires in my health. Yes, I'm sure gravity will be part of the regulation. Uh, with cars and vans making up nearly a fifth of emissions, we are taking decisive action to end the sale of new petrol and diesel vans by 2030 with all vehicles being required to have significant zero emissions capability. Example, plug-in and full hybrids. From 2030 and 100% zero emissions for a 2035. So you have 10 years to be partially zero emission and you have 2035, nothing at all. We will work with the industry to make the transition to ensure it remains one of Britain's success stories. Us as the government will hold your hand and make sure you do it all correctly. Not <laughs> in the article. That last uh, part alongside this new phase out date, we will publish the green paper next year on the UK's post EU emission regulations. As we move forward with the transition, we'll need to ensure that the tax system encourages the uptake of EVs and that the revenue from motoring taxes keeps pace with this change to ensure we can continue to fund the first class public services and infrastructure that people and families use across the UK. So we're going to add a bunch of taxes so public transportation is still okay. Add a bunch of taxes so that we can give money to people so they can afford these things, which kind of is like, well, you're taking my money so I can afford these things. I don't really understand. So they're basically having- Yeah, but in our scenario, I would have, you'd be taking my money and giving it to you so you could buy an EV. Correct. So we're going to- I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) You've come a long way, Jake. You've come a long way. Um, We must take advantage of the once in a generation opportunity to build- 
the supply chain here in the UK and improve air quality in our towns and cities. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity, Jake. Anytime someone comes to your door, knocks on your door and they got like a, they've got a vacuum. But wait, they, buy now. But wait, there's more. I've got a once in a lifetime opportunity. This vacuum is better than any vacuum you've ever purchased. I remember there was a vacuum salesman that came to my door when I was a kid. Are well, you, it was my dad's really? door. It was my dad's door. He was at Hoover and everything. He came in <laughs> and uh, he's like showing my dad this vacuum and like dumping shit on the floor. And really? And, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, that's kind of imagining. And he took like, he's like, this thing's super strong. It'll never break. And he took like a pencil and like jabbed it into the thing. That's what this feels like to me. Don't worry about it. It's, he's dumping stuff on the floor. That's the terminology. Green New Deal. He's dumping crap on the floor. I have no idea. We will invest $1.3 billion to accelerate the rollout of charging infrastructure, targeting support on See, rapid this charge is points. This problem. Okay, so now that now that every all of this is getting accelerated, I really, really, really want to talk to an infrastructure guy again. And I've got a guy. Uh, Fetter referred me to a guy, okay. and I forgot who the guy is. So I got to go find the guy, and we're going to talk to him about the you're, potential you're infrastructure good at this journalism thing. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I got a guy, and it, I I've got it written down. Who the guy I got, is. I got, okay. I got it written down. Um, but obviously, the the problem is infrastructure, and they're also saying, "Hey, how are we going to all of a sudden?" Uh, where are all the batteries and lithium and all this stuff? That's come what from I was them? getting we at don't when I said know. this is the problem. Right, We don't know exactly where this is going to go. Um, I Honestly, Nostradamus, bad news guy. Oh, Look for all ice cars to be banned uh, be slightly before or right after 2030. Once, the, once, once they're banned- You're talking not just UK across- just in general. in the U.S., well, everywhere. I'm, no, I'm talking about even used cars. You're going to be either highly regulated oh. or banned. They're going to, it's going to be usage. No. Ta- yes, it will be usage taxes. You're going to pay more taxes to use them. You won't be able to drive them in certain areas. It's not going to be your car is banned. You can't drive it. It's going to be uh, petrol taxes will go up. I think the fuel prices will go up regardless, just with supply and demand. Of course, but you're but also, also going to see. So I could see some additional taxes. Penalized taxes if you don't, dr- and if you don't comply and, and, and toe the line and buy the, buy what they want you to buy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, I think it's going to accelerate. For a while there, I was feeling good again. I'm like, you know what? This is okay. I don't feel like everything's out of control. But then I saw like all the new Green New Deal stuff that Biden wants to do. And now I'm seeing this getting moved ahead 10 years. And then California is kind of doing the same thing. And once once this, here's the thing. Once all this is in place and it's solid and it's done and it's 2028, 2029, and we're getting ready to roll out all these new cars, there's going to be no reason in the government's mind that you should be driving some old polluting shitbox. There's no reason that you're going to be, you're going to need to do it. And they're going to slowly start to ramp up regulation taxes, costs to make that stuff untenable as a consumer. You're just, it's not going to make sense to do it. It's not going to be illegal. I don't think that's coming for a long time. Uh, 10 years. Nope. Yep. That no. First of all, I love the environment, Chris. I have nothing against saving the environment. This is not a bad thing on itself. No, no, it is not. Okay, thank you. I just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted you oh, to hear that. Well, yeah, of course we all want to save the environment, but we're, why are we again? Why are we picking the lowest? We're picking the lowest hanging fruit. Attacking. There was in this whole document, yeah. there was like a, a a clean shipping thing. It was like four sentences. We're gonna try and give a few million dollars for clean shipping, and that was it. Is that how they That's said it? it? Actually, it was not. It was in a British accent. <laughs> not some dude from Georgia or Texas or something. Like that. All yeah, right. Well, we talked a couple of weeks ago where they're basically investing in sailing ships for the actual maritime shipping industry. And that uh, is one of the biggest polluters. Yeah, but it's, awesome. a, it's a very minor investment and nobody takes it seriously. That's just... There you go, negative Nostradamus again. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a realist. The truth hurts. All right, well, let's move on. Chris, we've previously, previously discussed at length how ridiculous Bring a Trailer is. And I think 
I think that it's becoming ridiculous because of all this other stuff that's going on. All of a sudden, this stuff is starting to feel, at least to the collector, at least to me, it's starting to feel a little more precious. Like it's starting to seem like it's a limited supply. Okay, like all of a sudden, okay. like imagine this. Okay, I, I can't imagine wait this. because yes. Uh, okay. Imagine this. Now let me continue my story. Yes, hold on. <laughs> Not all people have good taste. Okay, let's just get that out of the way before. Imagine this. Your favorite, and this has happened before uh, with things that have gotten, they're gone, they're banned, they're, or they just aren't available anymore. Twinkies. Let's, okay, Twinkies. Let's say, <laughs> let, fine, we'll I don't use like Twinkies. Twinkies. But didn't they discontinue Twinkies they did. a while ago? They right? did discontinue Twinkies. Um, but not because they were illegal, but just because people weren't buying them. But let's say, let's say the Twinkies, you found out Twinkies were going to be, um, Twinkies were no longer going to be around. Yeah, that's the a twinkers, thing. Twink, twink, twinkers, twink, the twink, the twinker, Twinkers everywhere the tw are upset. The Twinkers are upset because the <laughs> Twinkies are going to be <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. But this is a cross between a Twinker twink and someone else. <laughs> twinker sounds like something you'd find on Pornhub. <laughs> well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to educate anyway, you on what that means, but yes. Yeah, I, I can use my imagination just as, as well as anybody else. Okay, so let's imagine Twinkies are banned or there's no, or Twinkies are going out of business or whatever. What's the, if you're a Twinker, what's the first thing you're going to do? I'm going to buy all the Twinkies. I you're going to buy all the Twinkies you can. And because, and because they have a shelf life of infinity, uh -huh. guess what's going to happen to the price of Twinkies on eBay? They're going to go up. They're going to go up because it is a limited the resource. Economics 101 it with is. Chris Cluel, the negative Nostradamus. Yeah. The, the t <laughs> All right, so tell me about tell well, me about how there's a bunch of terrible. tell me about there's a bunch of twinkers on Bring a Trailer. So vehicle prices we know are crazy on Bring a Trailer, but in every instance you usually could always explain as you're trying to do a car's price due to one factor or another. It may be ridiculous, but at least you could understand or attribute a vehicle's price to rarity or like extreme low miles. It looks like it's a showroom floor example from 1981 or something like that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this one is without explanation. A completely run-of-the-mill 2006 Honda Element just sold for 30 grand. It's not like a time capsule. This thing is over 50,000 miles <laughs> on it. It looks like something you could find on Craigslist in any city. It's a vehicle with a blue book value of just over six grand, Chris. Okay, so and it went for 30, and there's nothing seemingly amazing about it. Okay, I gotta click the link. Okay, yep. it's green. It looks nice. It looks nice, but it has 50,000 miles on it. It looks it's, nice. It's well, not, how many of these have 50,000 miles on it is the question. Okay, but that's not like it's some cream puff, Jake, right? these things have rubber floors. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you could get them with the dog-friendly package. Did you know that? No, does it come with a vacuum cleaner or something? I think it did in the back, but it also had a ramp that pulled out in the back. So that's pretty cool. Wow. Well, if this thing is immaculate. Okay. If you're if you're the Honda Element guy, but, so buy a really really nice one for like double look right the right here, price. purchased by Mr. Element. That's the name of the guy that bought it. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. But there's got to oh, be a guy. No, I mean, that's <laughs> Isn't that this a superhero, is the Mr. Element? Yeah, probably. Some Nitrogen. Dude, some Oxygen. rich guy loves Honda Elements. He's going to park this right next to his 275 the GTB. The thing that is slightly like rare or cool about it is it's a manual transmission, but they still made plenty of those. And I even blue booked it with all the options and a manual trans, and it's six grand for like a decent one. Yeah, so I don't it understand no it. Sense. I don't the understand only way it makes sense is if there's like $24,000 hiding under the spare tire. And this is just some elaborate money laundering scheme where one guy sells it to himself <laughs> to basically launder his money. And where's the cash go though? He has to get paid somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Through uh, Chris, I'm not good at money laundering. I don't know how this works, okay? 
But just to put this in perspective, you could buy, I looked up, so 30, 30 grand. grand. If you go on Auto Trader and just do 30 grand, you can get a first gen Viper for that price. You can get a pretty nice Porsche 911, like a 996 right. of various types. You could also buy a Porsche 996 as well. If you <laughs> what did I say? Nothing, don't worry about it. I said a Porsche. Uh, you could also get a C63 AMG wagon, which is what I would choose. Or literally anything else. Anything, E34 anything M5, else. you could. Besides a 2006 Honda Element. You know what you could get is you could get one of those, uh, damn it, I'm not gonna remember the model name, but one of the AMG minivans that Mercedes put out. They're super rare. The, is that the eight? Not the eight class. That's no. The, I don't remember the class that it is, but they had the AMG uh, V6 turbo engine in them or whatever, and they just look like an egg. I'd rather have that than one of these things. Much rarer, much cooler, super fast, still a van, but this you're stuck with a innocuous Honda Element. I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't know. All right, BMW marketing is killing it. They're doing a, <laughs> they're doing a great job. First yeah, they have they? first they do a video of you can you can have sex in your car because it's autonomous. You can crawl around in the back seat and bone. Oh, I forgot this about one that. is uh, they recently tweeted a picture of the uh, the new interior on on some car saying it is the 2022 BMW iX. Yes, uh, BMW recently tweeted a photo of this thing, the interior of it, and said, "Okay, boomer." And what's your reason not to change the first ever BMW iX? This is like the smuggest tweet ever, yes, right? Yes, it is. Um, so there, I looked into this because there is like but a But you know story. what I do? When right. I see this, it's like, oh, geez, that's dumb. And then I would yes. scroll past it. Oh, 100%. But they got set on fire. Yeah, they did. So apparently this started from people like basically criticizing the way this thing looks. Saying, quote, it looks like an Austin Allegro with squirrel teeth. <laughs> as one person said on Twitter. And I think this like got a lot of traction and got retweeted and everything else because it does look like a squinting animal with and, giant cartoon squirrel And okay, teeth. boomer is something that millennials say. I'm barely a millennial, 81. So I'm like- I'm an barely. analog millennial You're, is the term. Is that what we're called? Analog millennials? Yep. Okay, so I'm an analog millennial. But uh, so the okay boomer thing is basically made to make fun of uh, people born in the- Crotchety old guys were 60s their and the ways. 70s. They're yeah. Luddites. They're yeah, sure, that's, okay. that's that's what it is. So apparently, so they're basically saying, "Well, psh, okay, because you you're old fashioned and you don't like the way it looks." Okay, boomer. It did not go over well. <laughs> the, the internet <laughs> lynched them immediately for essentially ageism, um, because nothing is fun anymore and we can't joke around with each other. Um, it's ridiculous. So of course they apologized. You know, in, in typical like, crawl back into their whole fashion, which is what every manufacturer does now when they say something funny or do something and then the internet lights them up like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Rather than just say, be German and say, shut up, no BMW for you. Or whatever. <laughs> um, said, I don't think the soup Nazi was German in Seinfeld. <laughs> no matter what age you are, we hear you. We are sorry. It wasn't our intention to assault anyone with the meme slang. The way into the new world of mobility is bumpy, but we hope you join us on this journey. Can we just, can we take a moment and just laugh a little bit every once in a while? Can we yes. just, it was funny. It, it was honestly, okay, wasn't even that funny. It wasn't that funny. It wasn't that but funny. But it wasn't that offensive. But it, apparently to some, because I don't understand. Is everybody sitting at home locked in their house just yes, waiting to pounce yes, on somebody? Yes, they are, literally. Gee. That is literally what's going on, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else have we got? Uh, I got an interesting story here. 
Tuesday night, police in Corvusville, Oregon, responded to an incident involving a Tesla Model 3 that was so severe it sent car parts flying hundreds of feet from the crash site. According to the police report, the driver was believed to be speeding in excess of 100 miles per hour when he lost control of his vehicle, left the roadway. I love that term. He left the roadway. Left the roadway. As if it was intentional. Just left the roadway. The Model 3 continued to mow down two trees after striking the power pole and finally came to rest after striking a telephone junction box. Quote, the damage from the collision caused the batteries from the Tesla to enter two different residences by breaking through the windows. They became missiles. Literally. Yes. One By definition, the they're battery missiles. One of the batteries broke through a window and landed on a person's <laughs> lap. Can you imagine sitting there I, in like your armchair? You're in your armchair. You got your little, uh, your little thing, your little TV tray with or your just with like your microwave meal TV. on it. Just your and hungry then, man steak. You hear, <laughs> and then your window breaks and a hot battery falls in your lap. I honestly, it would hurt. It would hurt a lot. So what happened to this guy? Is he injured? Is he in the hospital? He's uh, got to be in the hospital. They didn't see that there were any injuries to this guy. Come on. This they're, dude. they're small cells. They're small battery cells. Okay. But it had enough force to break the window. Right. So it, obviously it's moving. Right. It, well, it disturbed his evening in the <laughs> Yes. Yes. That is putting it lightly. The second battery landed on a bed starting the bed on fire in a separate house. Because these things are so hot, it broke through the window after flying across the street on the bed, started the bed on fire, started a house fire. <laughs> okay. Are there any other reports of missile bat missiles? Well, we're not done with the same crash. A tire oh. was <laughs> also ripped from the car during the collision and struck the second story of a nearby apartment complex with such force that it ruptured the water pipes flooding the first floor of the apartment. <laughs> this sounds like the thing had, was, had an exorcism oh on the spot God. and just threw off all oh. of the... All of the... <laughs> I don't want to be demons. an electric car anymore. <laughs> be out with you, demon. <laughs> First responders, along with the Benson County Sheriff's Department, spent nearly three hours collecting battery cells and cleaning up the scene. Police then warned. Is this like if you drop a fluorescent light bulb, you have to call the hazmat team? <laughs> Is that a thing? Yes. If you drop a, a, a fluorescent light bulb and break it, you're supposed to call your local hazmat. No, you aren't. Google it. I am 100% correct. So you correct. don't just take- No, because it's full of mercury and, and, and chemicals. You're not supposed to be able to do it. If you break one, you're supposed to call somebody. I guarantee it. So if you want, I we can pause I, oh, the pot. Well, no, because I what I am just I'm a little concerned because what I used to do is just open my trash can and take the big tubes and smash it over it because they all implode really cool. Yes, that's that is true. But, but that's not but what you're, you're saying. That's do. not what I'm supposed to do. All right. Regardless, uh, yeah, the police warned there's still battery cells scattered around the scene, perhaps, and warned the public not to disturb them as Chris punctured cells can spontaneously catch fire or reignite. No, I'll just have none of that for five hundred dollars. That's what they can do. <laughs> <laughs> The driver of the car was taken to a local hospital after he fled the scene on foot and was found three blocks away. After being examined, it's reported he was under the impairment of cannabis. Well, you have to have been high to have... It's still ridiculous that the car basically exploded. It exploded. It was but a But he also was either high enough or like safe enough and in one piece to just walk away three blocks. I've never been high, but I, I imagine that weed is not that violent to your psyche to make you drive crazy Depends enough to how good the weed is Chris. <laughs> <laughs> all right well I'll, I'll leave that one to you so canadians are being warmed up warned about a dangerous hold on can i finish or like piggyback off that story of my own 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because reading about these batteries reigniting led me to do it more, dip more digging and stumbled upon this next story, which is actually from last year, but I just, I needed to share this. Okay, firefighters in the Netherlands were responding to a call from a local BMW dealership. Employees noticed a BMW i8 smoking inside of the dealership's garage and immediately drove the car outside while they called up emergency services. While firefighters arrived on site, they brought a large crane and portable vat of water, Chris. Yes, Chris, a little dumpster-sized container full of water was brought in on a flatbed truck along with a crane on another <laughs> truck. Workers craned the car into the tank, fully submerging the BMW in a container full of water to prevent the batteries from reigniting. The car remained submerged for 24 hours before crews deemed the car safe enough to remove and the batteries would be cool enough not to then reignite. This is standard procedure on how they deal with these electric car fires in the Netherlands. It they literally wild. bring a tub of water and just dunk your car in it. <laughs> and leave it there. Well, every car is gonna be a flood car at this point. I mean, you're gonna have to check the titles. <sighs> All right, Canada. I always like making fun of Canada. America's hat, as I like to call it. <laughs> also, America light. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Canadians are being warned about a dangerous phenomenon. Sorry to our Canadian listeners. I know we've got a few out there. Uh, being warned about a dangerous phenomenon. Okay. Uh, they're being warned not to let moose lick their cars. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes, it's actually true. Over the weekend, images posted to Twitter appeared to show a sign in Jasper, Alberta, stating, do not let moose lick your car. <laughs> what if, hold on, what if moose isn't the animal? It's just some guy that goes by the name Moose just running around licking <laughs> Just some really cars. big Canadian dude in a plaid shirt. <laughs> if you see moose, don't attempt to apprehend. The images gained so much attention that Snopes set out to determine if the sign was real. The answer is yes. The sign <laughs> yes, is legit, is. and this is a real issue in Canada. These images as well as separate videos on Facebook were snapped along Maline Road in Jasper, an area where moose are frequently seen during the winter months. As it turns out, the moose love the taste of the road salt and have discovered <laughs> that they can access a near endless supply from the body panels of cars. According to the Jasper National Park spokesman Steve Young, who spoke uh, this is this started as an occasional issue a few years ago and is now too common. Just imagine how it went. Hey, I'm pretending that moose have names. Hey, Bob, you have no idea what I just found. What? <laughs> That's my moose I, voice. <laughs> I licked this car over here, that white stuff on the car. Yeah. It's salt. No. And then all of a sudden, they all knew. As if this was a new phenomenon <laughs> before this. This is recent. It's a few years ago this developed where one moose licked a car and, and went, on and told like his, went on and told all his moose buddies. <laughs> <laughs> the moose population uh, in Jasper, Canada has grown in recent years following the decline of the wolf population, making interaction between humans and moose all the more frequent. This has led some people to feed the moose, drawing them towards roads, which brings dangers on its own because they weigh like a million pounds and they will kill you. <laughs> That's it. Moose lickers. Don't be a moose licker. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> All right, what else? Uh, did you know that I, this isn't even a story, but it brought up uh, Volvo in their crash test. One of their famous crash tests is the, the moose. moose. Yeah, yes. it's the moose. And so it's just supposed to go underneath the moose, basically. Well, it, definitely running into a moose is going to F up your day. So it's a good test. Oh, I do have more. Okay, so <laughs> I'm having too much fun here. Yeah, settle down. The uh, the Italian police actually own a few different Lamborghinis, Chris. Of course and, they do. Why not? And they use them as actual patrol vehicles. They're outfitted with lights. How do you get that gig? 
How do you get that gig as the police? Do you have to write? If you the write the, in the Addy. If you write the most speeding tickets, are you the next guy that gets to ride in the Lamborghini for the week, for the next month, whatever? How do you? What's the process? Maybe. To, that'd be that'd be. Pretty I mean, that'd cool. be good motivation, right? Yeah, I mean they. So they do have lights in the full livery and other equipment. They can do traffic stops and arrests, but it really doesn't make for a practical vehicle if you're going to arrest someone and put them in the passenger seat put right them next in to the you. passenger seat yeah excuse me ma'am you're gonna have to come but with me there's a few movies that could start out this way the guy cop pulls up in his you lamborghini watch up excuse me young there. lady <laughs> do you know why i stopped you no that's not <laughs> it there are circumstances however where the lambo does make a lot of sense in what must be the most Italian things that has ever happened. The Italian state police rushed a donor kidney from Puata to Rome for a transplant in a Lamborghini Huracan. The journey, Chris, is 300 miles, but the police made it happen in just over two hours. That's an average speed of 143 miles per hour. Keep in mind that journey is usually around six hours almost, and they did it in two. Question. What? Who is this guy? He's amazing, who, right? He, no, no, no. Who's the guy that got the kidney? Yes. Who is this guy? I don't know. He's got it. Is it the Pope? <laughs> what are we doing here? Why know. are we racing across? I think it's amazing that they did this, though. So some folks on Twitter have wondered, like, well, why didn't they just use a helicopter? Yeah, just fly. If it's I was, this that's, that was my first thought, too. Of a, a, a thing. Oh. Well, uh, supposedly the hospital doesn't have a helipad or there's no easily accessible area nearby. So the Lamborghini, I guess, made the most sense. Imagine the smile on that cop's face as he's delivering life-saving organs in a Lamborghini. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I am interested who this guy is. I hope he's like a Lamborghini fan or will be now. Well, I would think you would have to get a tattoo. Right over the like incision. Oh, on the incision. Like, yeah. thank you, Lamborghini. Yeah, like it's, it's the Lamborghini <laughs> kidney. Lamborghini kidney. All right, we do, will see you, you guys. Hold on. Oh. Do you think that that is the fastest organ that has ever traveled outside of a human body? <laughs> Probably. Because obviously people have gone faster. I don't. Has there ever been an organ traveled faster outside? I'm of the going body? to say probably like by a fighter pilot in like World War II. He was flying, who got shot, and maybe his intestine was sticking out, and he's like shooting across the sky in a P51 okay, Mustang. The fastest that continued to live after it was outside the body traveling that fast. Who said they didn't make it? What, did he go down and get his kidney after it was shot out? No, you said the fastest organ. I'm like, well, maybe they could have pushed it back in with their finger. Does that but then count? But it's not outside the body. All right. Well, semantics, we'll, we'll let it go. All right. We will see you guys on Monday. And we have awesome Derek interview. Bell on the podcast, famed uh, endurance racing champion. This guy drove for Ferrari and Formula 2 and Formula 1. Alfa he, Romeo, he Porsche, drove, he drove Mazda, McLaren, McLaren F1, GTR. Every, Amazing. Like 10, 15 different manufacturers. Dr driven it all. Formula 1, Formula 2, Formula 3. I mean, just Bathurst. I mean, it's, it goes on and on and on and on. He's an absolute legend. And I really look forward to interviewing him and sharing it with you guys. That's all we have for now. We'll see you on Monday. Take care.